Welcome to Award Winners. I'm your co-host, John, joined by my co-host, who you don't want to cross, David, I Am The Law. Normally, this is our night at the Oscars, where we watch Oscar-winning movies while enjoying Oscar Meyer meters. This time, we shift to celebrate cinematic pop culture. We pause from our highfalutin film reviews to deal out justice in Mega City One. We're here to talk about 1995's Judge Dredd starring Sylvester Stallone and 2012's Dredd with Carl Urban. David and John proudly present to you the celebration of American culinary and cinematic pop culture. It's a war What's going on? I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Good. I'm glad we started to do this type of retrospective. It gives me a chance to clean my palate before we dive back into the really deep, heavy stuff. And if there's anything that's super light and fluffy, it's these two movies. Movie related, I do have something going on. I'm trying something new, and I would love to get your feedback on it. Okay. I am trying to avoid trailers for movies. Okay. Let me You're explain. Like, Man, the title of that movie sounds great. I sure do want to see it. <laughs> I know there's problems with this logic, but hold on. For the last couple months, I've been really, really down on the movies that have been released. I felt like I was just writing movie reviews to write movie reviews. I wasn't enjoying the experience. And one of the things I think is leading to that, I'm watching the trailers and I'm absorbing too much information about the movies before I see it. So I am not surprised when I watch it. So I want to watch the the new Spider-Man movie, whenever that comes out. I'm not going to watch a trailer. I'm going to go as far as I can without watching the trailer. I just want to go in as blind as possible. I think the con of this is something that you've already mentioned. I won't know if movies are good. I'm going to have to go solely on <laughs> uh, reading descriptions. Yeah, well, what you could do is if you want to be completely blind, and sometimes I actually think that does lend itself to a better experience, is just go to Rotten Tomatoes, look at the high scoring movies and just be like i'm gonna see that don't care what it's about we'll see how it's gonna go but do you think it's a good idea or not i've done that before if i'm at home for thanksgiving or christmas or whatever and my dad's like hey do you want to go see a movie there's one i read about that i like i'll just say sure and most of the time i don't know what it's about i'll just go watch it with my dad i think it's better because i have no expectations and don't know if it's a horror movie or a comedy so i could be the only one in the theater laughing but that's fine <laughs> oh that's funny so the, i've been doing this for about a week and so far the major major uh trailer is spider-man and i've already had a bunch spoiled for me the internet is going breathless over this thing hey spider-man go flip yeah not bad they haven't even shown him that much in the trailer i just want to throw that out there dave i haven't seen it i don't know i just know that everyone's talking about it this is just sort of general comments if you write for a MCU coverage website, calm the fuck down. I am going to pitch one of these magazines, one of these websites. It's going to be which color in Spider-Man's uniform is better, blue or red. We could probably write a thousand words on that. We get a million clicks. A thousand words. <laughs> it depends what kind of blue it is because over time it's shifted. There's like a pale blue early on. Now we have more of a navy blue. And, and whether it's a giant shirt like the clone spider. <laughs> 
anyway, that's my that's what's going on with me. I am trying to rekindle my passion for uh, movies because I've just have not been into a lot of stuff coming out recently. Just to add to your point of not being excited about a whole lot, we are still in a paused world due to COVID because I don't think movie studios have released their best stuff because they want to make money off of it. And I think Shang-Chi is actually going to be the first big movie theater only release in, would you say almost? No, that was, that was fast nine. Fast nine. Okay. Well, didn't that have like a dual release though? No, it was in theaters. Even I... Maybe a week later. Well, it's that even if you could rent it a week later, it still means it released in theaters. Well, uh, I'm just saying like, this is like not, they have no plans to put Shang-Chi out for rental. So you have to go see it in the theater or wait several months. Any previous movie that's been out, I'd say that's not been the case. If I die, it's your fault. That is true. So we'll, we will see what happens with that film. Everyone I know who's already seen it have liked it. I've heard the same, but I think it will be the signal to Hollywood if people are ready to go to back to the theater and either we'll continue to have kind of a movie drought or we'll start to see things released or they just go to this like hybrid format where it's both online and at home. Because I don't know how long some of the production companies can wait before they start getting money coming in from their investments. I don't think they're going to open up. I actually have a feeling that Shang-Chi is not going to do nearly as well as they want it to do. They might have to shuffle stuff around. I'm kind of expecting that too. I was going to the theater, but I'm no longer going to the theater. Because of Delta, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Patriot! Come and get us! I had thought about recommending Dread to you to watch for some time. You were the one that actually suggested these two movies like this pairing why did you do that what i wanted was something that was b-movie-esque and cheesy and then an action movie and this sort of hit it in addition i'd been listening to a podcast series about 80s action heroes and they kept talking about stallone so i was like you know what i could do a stallone movie that's not rocky like this is would you say this is in and around his peak yeah, this is the point where you get cast in every movie and you're just like, sure, another action movie. Great. I'll make money. <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, he probably got paid, so he doesn't care. We're going to get into that. So before we dive into Judge Dredd and Dredd, do you want to give everyone a background on what the Drock, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, what the Drock Judge Dredd is? You and I just tried to read some comics and get like a better feel for what Judge Dredd is outside of just the cinema. So originally, Dread is a short-form comic about a dystopian future lawman that ran in the British sci-fi mag 2080. I think the first published story of Dread was in like 1977. It was in February 1977, I believe. There you go. It's set in Mega City 1, which is basically a giant city that encompasses the entire east coast of the U.S., much of the rest of the world has been destroyed in nuclear wars. So there's these vast wastelands outside of these mega cities. The judges are the law enforcement in the city. They're basically police officers, but they're also judge, jury, and sometimes even executioner. They keep the peace and take no shit. Dirty Harry? They're Dirty Harry on roids? I mean, basically. I, I would say, like, if you looked at Clint Eastwood movies, I'm sure that was an inspiration for the original Dread character. The character we're talking specifically about in this universe is Judge Joseph Dredd. I love that there's a Joseph in there. I don't know why. It seems silly to me. It is it's not really Joe. Funny. It's not Joey. It's Joseph. They could have come up with a such better name, too. Joseph Dredd just seems so prosaic, given the character's like outfit and his personality and everything it's about. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess so. It is. From what I can tell, the origins of the concept of Judge Dredd come from satirizing policing in the UK in the 70s and 80s. Probably some racism. In the US, it would have been Reagan era politics. I guess over there, maybe Thatcher. Dredd treats every case kind of as black and white. There's really no in-between. You could argue he's a fascist, which sort of makes sense for the setting he's in. You know, he's like, I'm the law. You have to do it my way. And that's that. Dredd is a clone of one of the best judges. And this is because the judges had a hard time finding where they candidates. So they started cloning themselves. Dredd never shows his face in the comics. And the creator says it was because when they took his helmet away, Dredd became incredibly normal and boring. And I think the anonymity the helmet provides also lends to the idea of there being a police state with little accountability because no one really knows who is dispensing this justice. So if you can't see their face, um, I think it's just more of the concept because he does have a badge with his name on it. Just throwing that out there. Thoughts on that, Dave? I don't know enough whether to call him fascist or not. I think he has fascist tendencies. The comics more specifically satirize police states. The movies, not really, I guess. They're, they're, they're more straightforward action they're, things. They're toned down and they're American also. Yeah. So in the comics I've read, they are dealing with crimes, but they're never dealing with the problem of why people are committing these crimes, which is overpopulation. And it feels very much like the police state is perpetuating. It's just trying to keep itself in line and in power. I guess people are trading freedom for safety, but the safety isn't really there. And the root of the problem is, was 800 million people live in the space for half that? I guess that's the one thing we didn't talk about in this world is since much of the outside world outside of these cities is this you know, nuclear wasteland, everyone lives in these giant high rises. Everything is overcrowded and overpopulated. So everyone is constantly on top of each other and there is a fight for resources. Something like 90% unemployment. Good times. Yeah, great. A little bit like last year. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so according to lore, Judge Dredd is named after the British-UK Reggae Act, Judge Dredd, spelled slightly differently, who had more songs banned in the BBC than any other artist because all of the songs have these like double entendres in them. Dave, did you listen to any of these by chance? I did not. Tell me about them. When I was a little bitty boy I definitely know the song. Do you know why you know this song? <laughs> Ling, my ding-a-ling. There's a Simpsons reference to this. At the talent show, some kid comes on and sings this song. And then Principal Skinner comes up and like shoes him away immediately. <laughs> uh, the second one is uh, called Up With The Cock. <laughs> it's about a rooster? It's about a rooster that gets up early. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about these is like, yeah, there's a double and triple entendres going on here. But the music now is so much more explicit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to listen to Judge Jed, he actually put out like 30, 40 albums. All of them are dirty. Just a list of songs here. The biggest bean you've ever seen. One-armed bandit. Big six, big seven, big eight. He's got a whole <laughs> series. <laughs> it's getting bigger. <laughs> yep. 
So Judge Dredd as comic. So you and I read a little bit. I think we both tried to read the case file collections. They collect like one year's worth of comics. In chronological order, every Dread story starting at the very beginning. And I got to say, at the beginning, I, I picked up volume one, just not really knowing, just saying, like, let's dive into it. The stories are really short. Each one is its own standalone story, and they're like four or five pages long. Basically, they show criminal breaking the law and then, you know, Dread coming in and dispensing justice. I thought that they were very simple. I actually thought they were kind of boring. I don't know if you read anything from volume one. No, I started volume five, which is generally where like more experts in this area would say you should start. Yeah. I'm halfway through volume five. I thought the first part of it was kind of boring, but I have to be honest, I now get it. I'm really into it. I'm going to finish this case file. Yeah. So I felt the same way. I skipped to volume six. It's silly, but I also now get it too. I think an example that I read about was the fatty riot. There's a bunch of people who are these giant fat people because in this post-apocalyptic wasteland, they've turned to food for comfort and they're like 500 pounds. A food shortage hits. So they start to rob food banks and then the skinny people are appalled at their actions and then suggest solving the food shortage by killing and cooking the fat ones. I'm like, (laughs) this is great. This is ridiculous. I agree. Once, so at the beginning, there was like, there was always like a little bit of a nugget that I found interesting. Um, But I've gotten to a point where there's like, psychics making spaghetti monsters and and scary people to jump off buildings what i've noticed at this is like judge dread is the name of the comic and he's the main character but he only ever like shows up at the end it's really always about the criminals and then he comes in to dispense justice (laughs) It's, it's not like we're following him throughout the entire process what i'm having a hard time describing is the feel of these comics because they're both satires but then they're also incredibly violent and it depends on what issue you're reading. It, it could like be completely ridiculous, like the fat riot, fatty riot, or completely serious with drugs. Like I, it's very, very hard to know what you're going to get. And I think that is probably some of the difficulties everyone ran into with the next movie we're going to talk about, which is Judge Dredd itself. To me, it feels like an 80s comic because you've got this like gloom and doom of this nuclear future. I guess it feels subversive in some ways and kind of punk rock even because it's simplistic, but they have these ideas of how people should be treated. It sort of maybe captures some of the views of the counterculture at the time. So would you recommend people check out the comics? I don't think it's for everybody. I'd have to say. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I'm kind of getting into it. I don't, I probably won't read past case file five, but I get it. I understand it. It just took me a long time of reading it to realize that, Dread is not the main character. The city is the main character. Maybe becomes the main character later on, but right now I'm really into just learning all the weird stuff about hap- that's happening in Mega City One. As a city, we continue to grow. Seventy-three citizen riots. Come and get us! Throw your weapons and prepare to be judged. this. Court's adjourned. Ready? You're a legend. You are my finest student. You're under arrest. What's the charge? Murder. The evidence has been falsified. Guilty as charged. I am the law. I am the law. You want chaos? The sentence shall be life imprisonment. I'm the chaos. Dread? It's not for this council to play God. Who says politics is boring? We're going to war. You're a lot of fun to be with, Dread. Mr. I am the law. I'll be the judge of that. 
right. Are you excited to jump into Judge Dredd? First, I want you to do your best I am the law impression. <clears throat> I am the law. I was trying to like work on this earlier and it's harder than you think. It's like, I am the law. I don't know. Even he doesn't, even Stallone doesn't do a good job at it. Yeah. <laughs> I am the law. It's funny. That's, that's not even the main catchphrase of the movie. What is the main catchphrase of the movie, Dave? I knew you would say that. <laughs> like what? Who came up with that idea? <laughs> like, could you imagine Stallone being like, I gotta, I gotta get a good catchphrase here. This is the mid nineties. Uh, let, let's see here. Um, did I do that's taken? But how about I knew you'd say that? Oh, that's great, Stallone. Put that in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so Stallone one-liners aside, this movie came out in '95. Obviously, it stars Stallone and Diane Lane and Rob Schneider and Max von Sydow. <laughs> that's the cast. So the the year is twenty one thirty nine. So that's actually kind of later in the dread series because i think it starts off in 2099 as we said earth is mostly an uninhabitable wasteland the majority of humanity lives in these huge mega cities like we talked about so judge dread is played by stallone in this one dread finds himself in the middle of a conspiracy where he's framed for murder by maniacal ex-judge rico and sentenced to prison and part of this is because they're both clones share the same dna so when rico commits a crime it can be pinned on dread Oh, wait, that's the other piece. Everyone thinks Rico is in jail or dead. That's why Dredd gets everything pinned on him. Dredd teams up with petty criminal Fergie, played by Rob Schneider, and rookie judge Hershey, that's Diane Lane, to thwart Rico and clear his name. Along the way, we learn that Dredd and Rico are the same person and why that experiment has happened. In the end, Dredd defeats an army of Rico clones before confronting and killing Rico himself in the ultimate place for a showdown inside the head of the Statue of Liberty. So, John, you know what's wild about that ending? That's two movies in 1995 that take place in what is essentially the head of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> is the other one G.I. Joe? The other one is Batman Forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the X-Men movie, right? Remember? that's Yeah, later, yeah, every, right? yeah. yeah. everyone's like, Let's, this is a clear metaphor. <laughs> okay, thank you for that, John. So the critical response to this, it holds a 22 22- percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 30%. So in general, not well liked. Critics were unsure of what to make of this movie. It's neither a satire nor a straight action movie. And general consensus is that it's big, dumb, and a Stallone misfire. So before we get into discussion, John, um, what won the box office this week? What, so the, the week Dread was released, yes. you know, what topped the box office? Yes. I do not know. I'm going to guess Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp, no. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Mighty said? Morphin Power Rangers won. There was a movie out? Yeah, you you don't remember the movie? Yeah. No, I didn't know there was a movie. I remember a movie later in our lives, like in the past five years or something, right? There was a... Yeah, there was, there was two Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movies. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it got smoked <laughs> you know I, I bet part of the reason was because this movie ended up with an r rating didn't it and it they did, were aiming yeah. for pg-13 and they probably doomed it at the box office especially at this time interestingly enough it doesn't feel like a rated r movie maybe there's a little bit of violence but i didn't really see anything that made me think it should have been like an r there's a lot of blood i think it is a rated r movie but it's not like good rated r if that makes sense it's not a hard r yeah and then I just want to note here, the highest grossing movie of the year, 1995, was Batman Forever, 
I did see that in the theater. Yeah, they look <laughs> honestly kind of alike, bombastic and bright. I, bright is not the right color. <laughs> it's not a color either. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I? But do you, you understand what I'm trying to get at? So they um, have certain set dressings, and they have yeah. a similar style. It's like a a gritty urban setting with too many ads and too many neon lights. Yeah, and then some bright characters rolling around. I thought that was funny. I haven't seen Batman forever in a long time. I'm willing to say that Batman Forever is probably better than Judge Dredd just because it's... It's the Bat uh, Nipples Batman, <laughs> isn't it? Is that the one with Alicia Silverstone and... Um... Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. But I could be wrong. I don't know. The everybody chill. Yeah, okay. Anyway, let's get into this movie. John, what's your relationship with Judge Dredd? I remember reading about this movie in Wizard Magazine, and they were excited for it. That's what I remember. I don't remember seeing it as a kid, probably because I didn't. It was rated R. Probably have only seen it a couple times once a few years ago, and then again in the past few weeks. I didn't see it once it came out in the theater, but I watched it or rented it when it did come to the come out probably a year later because this was back in the, the Stone Age. On VHS, your trip to Blockbuster. Yeah. There was hype around this movie, and I remember watching it, thinking that Rob Schneider was funny, but it made almost <laughs> no impression on me. Uh, my general knowledge of this movie is that it has been lampooned over and over and over again. Podcast, how did this get made? Really did a fun episode on this. So my relationship with it is that I know it's a so bad, it's good movie, I've just never gone back and watched it. I actually I am now remembering that I saw it broadcast on broadcast TV. Oh, oh, oh. Like an edited version as you would get on like Fox or whatever some afternoon in my probably my high school days. So se- 75 minutes that they stretch out to uh 2, <laughs> two hours, hours and cut out 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do not miss those yeah. days. <laughs> So let's just do it. Did you like this movie? There are parts I like. Like, it's fun. If you don't take it seriously and know you're getting into a bad movie, it's totally fine. And it's like a good, silly Stallone. (laughs) Uh, You know, what's your take on it? Yeah. So I liked it better than I thought I would. It is a B movie. I think if I would have gone in expecting a serious movie, I would have been annoyed. But I wasn't because I didn't have that background with Judge Dredd, the comic it's fun. It's not one that I would want to watch very frequently. I would want a group of friends with me to go through it. It does have a campiness. It, there's campiness to it, but it doesn't know what it wants to be as a film. It doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy. It doesn't know what it wants to be an action movie. So it's in this nowhere's land of some parts of it are funny. Some parts of it are gruesome. It just doesn't know what it wants. I think that is part of the reason why it didn't do well in the theater. Uh, and why it's basically like derided as a really bad comic book movie. What I was reading about that is that Stallone had a lot of disagreements with a director, and he fought for rewrites. And Stallone wanted this movie to be funny, and the director, and I let me make sure I get his name, Danny Canyon, uh, he wanted it to be an action movie. Clearly, Stallone won that battle. Yeah, which is unfortunate because then, again, you've got like two competing ideas for what the movie is and it doesn't come out on either side yeah do you think it leans more comedy yes i think what what do you think i do i actually i don't think all the action scenes are very good either like the no 
the scene where Stallone's running around fighting the cannibals, I was like, this is bad. This is like, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> Do you think Rotten Tomatoes is wrong? You know, if you want a silly good time, it's fine. Would I give it a higher rating than 22? I don't think the critics are wrong that it's not a good movie, but it's watchable, especially if you're not giving it your complete attention. What do you think? I do think Rotten Tomatoes are wrong, and this is going to be a little wild. I'm going to say it's better than a 22. I think it's probably hovering around the 30 to 40% range uh, because... You're like, it's 8% better than what Rotten Tomatoes it's, but I, I, That's the question. Is it wrong? And and they are. They're just... It's. I think it's better. I think the costumes look really good. I think some of the set looks really good. Uh, I love Diane Lane. Rob Schneider, I no longer think very funny in this movie. Come on, give me a break. I'm glad you said that because that's how I know how old you were when you first watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched it. I was like, oh... What, why do why is he in this movie like i don't really like him um and then one thing you mentioned was the designs i just wanted to call attention to this because i saw this when we were you, you see it actually in the credits uh johnny versace designed the costumes at least for the judges in this movie here's the thing i think is the meat of this discussion was sly right for this role i don't know it's like the movie wasn't going to be a winner no matter who was in the role so i don't think it really matters yeah, I think he was not right for this role because he got his ego involved, which caused the whole thing to fall apart. I think a straight action movie would have been awesome at this time period. And you could have picked basically a lesser known actor, the helmet, and would have done better. It's also a great, a great segue into the helmet of Judge Dredd, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned this, that he never takes his helmet off. And what fans were really angry about about this movie is that Stallone's walking around without a helmet for most of the, time, most of the movie. Like the entire movie. And I understand why to some degree, because if you have a big, well-known star, you want to show his face. But I feel like when you take his helmet off, you're changing like a critical characteristic of Dread. So then it kind of loses itself and it's kind of not a Dread movie anymore. It became a Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah, that's why I say I don't think he was right for the role, because I think someone who was a little more tuned with the story and the character would have said this is this does not fly. Uh, yeah, I would agree. And I was thinking about, like, who could have stepped in and played Dread at this time? I honestly am not sure who would have made a better Dread. <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter, because he's supposed to be a faceless person, so anyone who can grimace and shoot a gun would have probably been okay. Yes. <laughs> Someone who's just angry all the time. <laughs> so, Dave, let me ask you this question, though. So this is, like, one of the things that annoyed me in this movie. Okay, so Rico and Dread are clones of the same person. Yep. Why don't they all look the same? I know. It drove me freaking insane. You could have just had two... Stallone versus Stallone. That's something I want to see. Stallone versus Stallone. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I was not happy about that. Amand Asante plays Rico. They don't really look alike. <laughs> it was a bad choice. Maybe they're trying to save some money on the CGI. Um... <laughs> or Stallone didn't want to play a bad guy. Like, has Stallone ever played a bad guy? I don't think he has. I don't know. Is that something we should IMDb right now? Um, He plays the bad guy. I'm looking here. In the Shade, it says, which I've never seen. In the Shade? Yeah, I don't know what that is. And maybe Death Race 2000, it says. Oh, yeah, Death Race 2000. He is, that's like the very beginning of his career. He is sort of a bad guy, but he's not like the main villain of the movie. <laughs> Pretty sure that if you're Russian, Stallone is a bad guy. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Other questions I have about this. 
So what do you prefer, Judge Dredd or Demolition Man? And these came out all around the same time, and it's all about a police officer in the future. Demolition Man? 100%. Yeah, the fast food wars are my kind of dystopia. I, I mean, who would win? It's, is it Taco Bell? Is it always Taco Bell? <laughs> Taco Bell obviously wins. Here's a question I've been asking people. In the far future, uh-huh. does that have to do with the three seashells? No, it does not. <laughs> but that's funny. We could have used those during the the great toilet people hoarding of twenty twenty. What fast casual restaurants would survive the future into the future? The trio of Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut would just be the bell and give you everything. <laughs> what do you think? I've put a lot of thought into what fast food restaurants would survive into the future. And my basic outline is, is that it's any restaurant that serves beans. And here's why. I think beans can travel over long distances, which means they are uh, more valuable because meat requires more energy to produce and more energy to ship. Beans are economical. So it has to be like Taco Bell. Like that is going to be the one that just dominates everyone. Could be Chipotle, but I don't think they have the footprint to really, really assert Taco Bell. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense if we're all eating bean paste in the future because we can't get our protein from animals anymore. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about another couple of things I like about this. Really, it's just one line about recycled food. No, oh, yeah. And it goes, recycled food is good for the environment. It's okay for you. <laughs> and it's also got a Coors Light logo on that thing. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about Rob Schneider in this? He's a counterbalance to what is supposed to be a, a serious character in Dread. His jokes are fucking lazy, I have to say. You know, it's not as bad as you might think. What was your take? Yeah, I thought he was pretty bad. I understand why he's in there. Like, the thing that got me about this movie is like, the script's just bad. It's a bad across the board. I don't think it mattered what was going to happen. Like, it was probably going to get torn apart by the critics. At the end of the movie... It's summed up with Dredd being like, okay, there's gray areas in the law. End of story. And it feels like very American. Like, let's make him a hero. Where he's maybe more of an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. I imagine him very much like Robocop. I understand that. That's a probably apt comparison for the movie. All right, so let's do some production notes. You mentioned this, John. So <laughs> this came back with an NC-17 rating, and they submitted it five times and they could not get below an R. This was essentially Stallone keep going back in and going back in and going back in and cutting it. And they just ran out of time. Like they really wanted this to be the PG-13 movie and just never happened. When I put it, put it on, I didn't realize it was R. No, that's what I was saying. I mean, there are some violent moments to it, but like it's a soft R. So I want to see the NC-17 cut of this. I bet it'd be better. What would that even be? Like what's <laughs> in there that gives it an NC-17 rating? lots of blood has to be blood everywhere this is my favorite bit of trivia and this refers to diane lane her and stallone were gonna have a nude scene where you show they show both their butts and diane lane said she wouldn't do it and not for the reason you think she didn't want to be compared to stallone who has some massive gams so here's what she said i'm like judge bone and he's got these cinder blocks for glutes I cannot be on camera at the same time as him. I understand her position. I do too. Yeah, I don't want to be on be on uh, screen with Chris Emsworth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Schwarzenegger was attached to play Dread at one point. What do you think about this? What if he made a better Dread? 
There's nothing that could have saved this movie, Dave. There's nothing that one. No, I, I think Stallone was fine. You know, like it, it has a schlockiness to it. That's fun. Schwarzenegger probably would have given it a similar feel, I guess. I don't think changing it would have made it better necessarily. Do you think this is just it just comes down to like the studio wanted a PG thirteen comic booky movie and this material really deserves an R rating? Yes. It's like why would you take a clearly R rated comic and try to like pander to an audience that has no interest in it? Teenagers in the US, why would that be the audience for a UK based sci fi dystopian movie about the police state? You know, like what does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. What a what a weird movie. Here are some questions from our audience. What made this movie so bad? There's not one thing. Like, there's moments I like it. We didn't talk about this, but I actually think the sets are really good in this movie for the mega city setting. That is actually really well done. Things that are bad about this. Does there ever really feel there's a threat for Dredd that he's not going to overcome? Nope. Never. Never. He's never worried. He's never concerned. It's just business as usual. There's like zero tension in the movie from that aspect. Like, you know, he's going to win from the get go. So I got to say, I didn't give this movie my full attention when I had it on. Was there ever really clear motivation for Rico? He's put in jail in the movie basically for years because he commits some kind of crime. And I'm not even sure what it is. So when he gets out of jail, his whole goal is to banish Dredd because insinuated that Dredd is the one who put him there. And then just so chaos in the city. Is it clear as to why he'd want to do that? as like the thing that he decides to do to enact his vengeance. Like I, I never quite understood that. He wants to be in charge. That's really it. He thinks he's, he's better. He would be better at leading the mega city one. Um, and he's quasi sociopath. It's okay. A really boring character. This hits my, my rule of sociopaths. Sociopaths are not interesting. Do not use them in your movies. It's like a lazy, uh, lazy script writing. He's a sociopath. That's fine. That's the reason he'll do it. Yeah, like you have to have a reason for why they want to do it. He doesn't really want to go against Dredd. He actually wants to bring Dredd on. It also sounds like he's angry at the Council of Judges because, I don't know, they made him? Well, they made him, and I think the idea is like he he dedicated his life to this, did one thing they didn't like, and that was the end for him. Was it clear as to what he did? I was I was unsure. He was taking the law into his own hand. He was He was making up the law as he went. I thought they were the law. The council make the law. I'm just kidding, Dave. And he, if, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it's it's unclear. It's it, Or if it is in the movie, it's muddled at the very least. What do you have to add to that? Why was this movie so bad? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with just like dread. He overcame a bunch of, bunch of stuff, but he was never in danger. He was never injured. It was a speed bump. Yeah, exactly. I really don't think Rob Schneider was really great in this. I think we've covered it already. They didn't know what they wanted out of it, so it went into two different directions and it felt uneven. I would say the plot is way too complicated. Way, way too complicated. This needed to be really short, tight, and to focus on one major story development. Like this has him solving crimes, getting framed for crimes, going to court. There's a court scene. And like, no, you just want Drudge Dredge. The most nonsensical court case ever. They're like, obviously it's him on this video that couldn't have been forged. And some guy's like, it's been forged. They're like, okay, next piece. Now we have a secret piece of evidence that clearly shows it's you. You're guilty. It's just too complicated. Way, way too complicated. And I think the movie Dread 2012 really took that lesson and perfected it. Let's get let's get on there, Dave. Well, wait, I do have one thing I want to talk about that I think is not in the questions, but this is my personal question. <laughs> what did you think about the long walk? Is that an insane concept for the future? 
just you've devoted your entire life to this city and when you're old we're gonna boot you out i thought they were recycling people for sustenance the judges i mean the judges they yeah, like, I mean, I saw that. I don't know. That makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. They're like, okay, if you retire, you got to go out and dispense justice to the rural people. Out in the wasteland. No such thing as retiring when you're a judge. You just go die. <laughs> Maybe that's explained in the comics and they included it for that reason, but it wasn't explained in the movie. None of the laws, rules of this entire world make sense. Is that also maybe not the point? What is the point? The rules that have been enacted might not make sense. There's these crazy rules that they follow. We're not entirely sure why they do. Because like sugar is illegal. Um, there's like all sorts of things that are illegal. And it doesn't really make sense as to why they are. And no one's questioning it. They're just doing it. That kind of enlightened me to the Judge Dread comics a bit. I'm not joking. That's like, it, you're right. They're not questioning, but why these rules exist. It's awards time. Dave, what's your award? dumb catchphrase award what's the dumbest catchphrase in the movie i knew you'd say that is that your answer that's the catchphrase he says it like four times okay <laughs> i'm giving it the dreadful execution award the movie didn't really come together final results check it out if you want a bad movie it's probably not worth a sit down unless you have like a bunch of people who want to make fun of it agreed let's move on to dread 2012 makes the brain feel as if time is passing at 1% its normal speed. If we play this right, we could take the whole city. Manufacturing base for all the slow mo in Mega City One. You know how often we get a judge up in Peace Truth? Well, you got one now. She has control of everything. Levels one to 200. This is Mama. Somewhere in this block are two judges. That's not good. I want him dead. We're gonna have to go through him. Rookie, you ready? Yeah. You look ready. Judgment time. Let's finish this. He is one of the most feared judges in Mega City One, is asked to assess whether a trainee and powerful psychic, Cassandra, has what it takes to join the force while investigating a triple murder in a massive 200-story slum high-rise. Dredd and Cassandra are trapped inside by Mama, the city's most ruthless drug lord, who will go to any length to keep the tower's drug production facility a secret. The pair face off on an onslaught of henchmen, corrupt judges, and Mama herself as they attempt to serve justice before they meet their final fate. Dread is played by Carl Urban, Cassandra is Olivia Thrillby, and Mama is Lena Hetty. 
We've got some kind of well-known actors in these roles here. Cassandra's the only one who I don't know very well. Like, Lena Headley is Game of Thrones, and Carl Urban is... He was in Doom. He was in The Boys. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Pitch Black sequel. Like, I actually really like Carl Urban. I think I was talking with Dave about this. We are going to spoil this movie. And if you haven't seen it, I actually think you should. Pause this and come back after you've had a chance to watch it. All right, with that being said, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Just spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, here it comes. Last chance. Okay, critical reception. Drud holds a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 72% audience score. Critics called it a grim and stylish and near-perfect action movie. However, the movie did not perform well at the box office and is generally considered a cult classic. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, because when I went to see the movie years ago and I wasn't even sure who would want to come with me to it. So I went by (laughs) myself. What did Dread lose to at the box office? I have no idea. End of watch with, with a Gyllenhaal. And then the top grossing movie 2012, uh, no surprise, the Avengers. Yeah. That's like a billion dollar movie there. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it just came out and it just failed to perform. And that's unfortunate because I think it's a very good movie. Does it get sandwiched in between like major releases or something like that? I saw it in the theater, I saw it in 3D, and it was like very empty theater, I'd have to say. Yeah, well, I think a couple things going on there. There wasn't like a huge name involved. There's probably lingering bad feelings about the last Drudge Dread movie. And it was also released in September, which is not a great time. I did not watch this. I had not seen it. Or if I had, I could not remember it. And it was a completely new experience. The reason I didn't see it in a theater... I just wasn't interested in it. I wasn't interested in Judge Dredd as a character. And to be honest, 3D makes my eyes hurt, and I wasn't going to go see a 3D movie. So it also played in non-3D. Well, I didn't go do it. (laughs) When I saw this movie in the theater, there's a 10-minute production preview of uh, Les Miserables with Russell Crowe playing in front of this movie. (laughs) That's terrible. I was like, what the fuck? This had to have been a joke played by the projectionist on the audience. Like, I cannot think of why a studio would want to do that. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right, let's get into it, John. Did you like this movie? Yeah, I actually think more people should see it. I think it's underrated and underappreciated. I really liked it, too. I think Carl Urban's a very well cast as Dread. He plays him with just enough personality that it's not boring. This is a tight story. It does not spin out into conspiracy. There are no clones. They just have to go from point A to point B to dispense justice and kick ass along the way. A couple of the gun shooting scenes are a lot of fun. It is very stylish. It looks great. CGI, essentially there's a drug in it called slow-mo that makes you feel like 1 18th of what time passes. And when it goes into that mode looks really cool and it breaks up the monotony of the visuals one scene with that that i thought was really cool was when there's some kids they're doing the drug and they're listening to music the music slows down and then it keeps interspersing between the drug user's view and judge dread's view and the bullets kind of like zip in and out as you see these different things happening i thought that was kind of a cool effect I mean, I think it's it's a really cool effect. Just to get to your point about the simplicity of the story, I actually think that makes it more faithful to the comics. The comics were very straightforward. There's a crime, something happens, and Dredd solves it. Justice is dispensed. It doesn't 
wander all over the place. And I think it translates very well into an action movie. It's a very simple plot. There's a drug dealer. They need to stop her. End of story. <laughs> Complications. What did you think about Cassandra? So this is the first time we saw this character. She is a character in the comic books, but I, I haven't got a chance to read those yet. So she's a mutant. She has these psychic abilities. I thought when I saw her, she looks like a dainty little blonde. And I'm like, she's going to be a street judge. <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> she surprised me more than anything. Kind of kicks ass in the movie. What did you think? Yeah, I liked her a lot. Really, I feel like she was the emotional and narrative center of the film. It was mostly her going through the experience of learning to be a judge by the best judge there is. It's like trial by combat too. So it's like her first time out. I think that's the thing with Judge Dredd. You just have to surround him with characters who he can play off of. Because if he was just walking around shooting people, it would be really boring. Do you think Dredd was better in this movie? Or do you think the character it's like being portrayed in this one is? We didn't really get Dredd in the 1995 okay. movie. Okay. So I would say, yes, this Dredd is better. The other one, Helmet Off. It wasn't Dredd, it was Stallone. And here, this Dredd is Dredd. You know, what's your take on that? Yeah, I completely agree with you. And what I would say about this movie is that now that we're talking about it, I love it. It's a lot of action. It's a lot of fun. And it's difficult to speak about because it's almost all action. Because <laughs> it's like... It even has like a nice gloss on it. It looks good. It moves well. The action in it seems very believable to me. I don't think there's anything in there that doesn't fit the world that we're in. The simplicity of the sets are also really good for Mega City. You're just, again, in this giant high-rise of apartments. And it's gritty, futuristic, brutal architecture. Everything's concrete. I thought it all worked out. It does. It's great. But again, it's, it's difficult to talk about because it's like... It's simple. It's simple in gun battles. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what an action movie like this should be. With that being said, is there anything they could have done better? Marketing. Why do you think that? I don't think anyone had any interest in this movie, and we saw that in the box office return. I think a lot of people would have liked this movie had they seen it. I would say that to any action fan. If you haven't seen this movie yet, you will probably like this. Does this movie feel like a step towards John Wick? Yes. I mean, like, it's a post-apocalyptic John Wick with a fancy gun. Yeah, you could say. I'm clearly not saying they're the same movie, but when I was watching it, that's what I kept thinking about. It. And I was like, I love how this is done, but it feels like just one step closer to John Wick and like the really choreographed gun battles. To tangentially talk about John Wick, do you actually get tired of those movies? No, I, I really like them. I get tired of the knockoffs because <laughs> like like Extraction, no good. I really just like <laughs> okay. it. My, my feeling with John Wick is like, how many times can I watch him shoot someone in the head and reload a gun? I get kind of bored of that. I'm like, can we advance the plot, please? I feel like that is tedious sometimes. And I didn't feel that way about this movie. Yeah, they broke up the action pretty well with, again, the drug scenes, <laughs> which were a lot of fun. There, there has been rumors off and on that there is going to be either a sequel or a TV show of some sort. They pop up every couple of months. But at this point, who knows? It's been almost a decade since this movie came out. Would you like the TV show? I'm all for it. TV <laughs> or... Movie, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I think TV, you can get into overarching storylines. I would be down for a TV show. I think it'd be a lot of fun to do individual cases. So it'd be more like the comic book. It'd be good. Yeah. All right. Here are some questions from our audience. This is from you, John. Who frowns better? I mean, we all know it's urban. It is true. It's 100% urban. <laughs> yeah. Does Stallone really even frown in the movie? I don't even not know. Not really. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Stallone or Urban? Judge Dredd version. 
Stallone dread is in, invincible, you know, like nothing seems he's to a hurt clone, him. He's invincible. He like <laughs> he wins no matter what. But you know who's grittier and you know willing to really fuck shit up? That's Urban's dread. Yeah, I. Yeah, I lean towards I lean towards Stallone's, which hurts my heart. <laughs> he's portrayed as an invincible character in that movie. So, so much plot armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you were a criminal, which one of them would you want chasing you? <laughs> Depending on what your crime is, it seems that Urban's Dread may forgive you or just tell you to fuck off. Stallone's Dread would probably put you in that ISO cube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's Carl Urban's Dread. I want him chasing me, not Stallone. <laughs> Like, again, I could go to ISO for life. Stone, I think, wouldn't give you that option. <laughs> award time. What's your award for this movie, Dave? Slow-mo award, because I wanted it to last. The criminally underrated action movie. And on that note, I think you should go see it if you haven't seen it before. It's fun. Well, John, I'm going to tell you, thank you for suggesting I watch this movie. I've watched it twice. I've liked it both times. I liked it the second time, even better than the first time. Again, highly recommend. And this was a, a fun discussion. I was not dreading it. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I was that's waiting. That's all I got, Dave. That's all I got. Okay. So I'm glad you watched it too. I'm glad you liked it. Again, it's a movie I like. I'm glad we could share that. What do we have up next? Up next, we're doing another Oscar winner. We're doing the best years of our lives. It came out in 1946, I believe. Yep, some veterans come home and are dealing with being veterans, being combat vets. It's a three, three and a half hour movie based off a novella. I like how they stretch a novella into three hours. That's great. They're like, we could get an hour out of every 30 pages. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rough. Um, but I will say that it is very well regarded. I have not seen it. I'm excited to watch the movie. I'm not excited about the runtime. I've seen it before too, actually. And... Generally, I had a good reaction to it. Okay, great. All right, so if you like our podcast, you can contact us at david at awardreaders.com or john at awardreaders.com. Or you can find us all over the internet at awardreaders. That includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm sure there's some other accounts that we don't even don't even remember. Uh, check us out. We, we really like to hear from you guys. And we'll do another one of these mini episodes. Stay safe. works on the farm if you listen to me i'll tell you a yarn always asleep by 10 o'clock at six on the dot it's up with the cock up with the cock up with the cock at six o'clock it's up with the cock to milk a herd of jerseys at seven's her first stick she warms her hands to please the cows when she gives up pull on the tip Pull on the tip, pull on the tip, up with the cock, up with the cock at six o'clock, it's up with the cock. <laughs>